1: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Schultz. Football fans got some sad news this week as we learned about the passing of John Madden. So let's start things off with head coach Pete Carroll, who reflected on the loss of a football icon.
2: You know, growing up in the Bay Area and being a a Niners fan, but also a Raiders fan, um, you know, just knowing him and the way he handled stuff and what he stood for and the impact that he had and and the legendary guy, man, it was... He was an amazing, amazing character. Uh, my only real story with, with Coach is I didn't, we didn't, you know, I talked to him a few times, but uh, he called me after we, remember we sent out the, uh, the Hawk tackling video? Uh, he called me out of nowhere, and I guess he's on the long-term commission, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, whatever, taking care of the game. And he said that that was one, that he said it was one of the coolest things he'd seen in a long time, That, that getting the head out of football, was where the game should go and he made a big deal about it and i was all you know charged up by the fact that he called out of nowhere that's the only time i really had a, a interaction with him um but what a, what how iconic can you be you know in, in in this game he was he's everything so everybody loves him everybody loves him you know his, his style crossed crossed all lines you know and, and I, I think he he i'm sure that there's a bunch of people that just wanted to watch the game to see what he was going to say and how he was going to bring some kind of energy to it that was that made it more fun and and it really it was always about fun you know he was always a, a guy that was making it more fun for everybody and yeah he had great great outlook and and uh you know intuition about the game and how it's played and how you should do it and all that kind of stuff but most of it was he was just made it more fun to be part of it and uh i would think that he affected a lot of people you know i can't imagine him not
1: Moving on to injury news and news from the COVID list, let's start off with Pete Carroll. He explained why Kerry Hyder and Alex Collins didn't play last week, despite having been activated from the list prior to the game.
2: Two totally different cases. Um, Kerry just didn't get back. He tried to work out the day before the game and just couldn't couldn't feel you know okay about it. You know couldn't get his, his win the way he wanted to and just didn't feel right. Uh, Alex, we're still you know concerned about him getting back from. Uh, from, you know, the, the abdomen stuff that he's dealing with. And and uh, he looked good today. I mean, you know, this may be a week that we get him back and we'll have to wait and see.
1: Carol said he and the team are happy to have Alex Collins, Will Disley and DJ Reed all back this week.
2: Will will play for sure. He, he's he's ready to go. I can't say that about Brandon right now. It's still about his shoulder. It's not about the COVID thing. Um, DJ comes back to us today, too, which is great. Uh, to get him out there, and and uh, um, we'll, we'll welcome him back. He sh- he looks he practiced already in the walkthrough, and looks like he's ready to to contribute and all that. So um, we're sitting pretty good. So we'll see that the five day thing really changes things. You know, it really shifts shifts the opportunity to get guys back. Uh, so we'll see how that you know, that helps us.
1: Carol talked about Disley's fellow tight end Colby Parkinson.
2: Yeah, he's he's come a ton a long way, and and he's got a ton better in in, in the blocking game. I mean, he was not a featured blocker in coming out of school, and he's worked physically to, to, to be better prepared to do that. Uh, he's, he's a great learner. Um, and he's, he's becoming a, a real part of the team and i you'll see him in time. He's going to catch balls. He's going to make big plays. He's going to be a big guy in the red zone. Uh, and, uh, we, we really like the heck out of him. It just hasn't really happened yet. And, you know, we're trying to get the ball to Gerald and, and will too, when they're playing. And, and so it's a good, it's a good problem to have.
1: And moving from the 2020 draft class to the 2019 class, Here's what Pete had to say about defensive lineman L.J. Collier.
2: L.J. has done a nice job. L.J. has been real, either. real active. Um, he's found his way to help us in the pass rush. He's done some nice things in the running game. He's really played with really good effort and a good motor, and, and it really showed up uh, as, as part of complimenting the, the rest of the fellas. And so I'm really pleased that he's been able to make that, uh, that statement, and, and we're, you know, we're happy to be you know, bringing him into the rotations.
1: Let's take a quick break. We will come back and we will preview some of the commentary ahead of the game against the Detroit Lions. Some familiar faces for the Seahawks coming up in this game. Some young rookies to be concerned about as well. We'll hear from the coaches coming up next. Finishing up with head coach Pete Carroll's commentary. Here's what he said about facing former Rams foe and Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff this week.
2: We do. We have a lot of background with Jared, you know, and and uh, so we do feel familiar with what he's capable of doing. He's been a really effective player against us over the years, and and we've had our games, but he's had his games, and so we have a good sense for what he what he brings. And and uh, so yeah, they are running running the football and really committed to it. And you know, Coach Campbell has obviously made that that uh, you know clear in their program. But uh, Jared is a good game manager, and he's always been able to. Uh, Complement the other, the rest of the game. He did it at the Rams for years.
1: Seahawks defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. also had something to say about one of the players on the Detroit Lions' offense. That's rookie wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, who has become Jared Goff's favorite target. Uh, he's
0: pretty good. I think that anytime you play uh, in, in, the, in the league, I think every week we're playing really good receivers. Uh, if you make it to this level. Uh, I've always thought that you should be pretty good across the board, speed hands, skill set, really uh, able to run particular routes uh, and run the whole route tree. So uh, to see a guy like that and the way he's been able to play, uh, I'm not surprised. We we expect uh, we expect the very best each and every week. So um, uh, we have a challenge in front of us.
1: The Lions will also be getting back running back DeAndre Swift. And Norton also talked about the Lions run game.
0: Well across the board, I mean everybody wants to establish a run. I think most most times you uh when you have a team that has a play action, you want to establish the run, so it's always stop the run, and then uh, everything kind of runs around that so um they uh they want to run and we want to stop the run. That's one of the things we do uh, do very well, so it's going it's best on best, and uh, we'll see what happens.
1: looking back at the Seahawks defense, here were Norton's thoughts on rookie Miles Adams, who has seen some increased playing time recently.
0: I thought. And I'm sure you watched it too. Uh, I thought Miles did a really good job uh, of stepping in. You can tell he's really technique sound. You know, he's built differently than the other guys. So he has a really good base, really good leverage. And he's, uh, you know, always right in his technique. So um, really like his style, really like his uh, focus. He's pretty serious about what he does. And as, uh, I think that's, uh, I think he showed well for himself.
1: And now for Ken Norton Jr.'s thoughts on defensive lineman Rasheem Green
0: you can see his versatility across the line. I mean, he's, you know, he was playing inside for us all last year and we really made a big move to move him outside this year. And he just really blossomed uh, to be a edge setter, a pass rusher. And then his ability and his experience from years previous playing inside has really gave him great confidence. And now to watch his growth, I him, mean, he's only 24 years old and he's done all this football and just think about what he has left in front of him. Uh, he's only tipping just a uh, tip of the iceberg where his uh where his confidence where his game is going to go it's just amazing he can play inside he can play outside he can set the edge you also see him dropping in coverage uh he's smart um this this um it's it's just amazing where he is and his the ceiling there's no there's no limits to how good he can be
1: closing out this show with linebacker bobby wagner Let's first hear from him as he reflects on breaking his own franchise record for single season tackles.
3: You know, I think it's it's something that, like, uh, I think Bob asked earlier, something that I'll be reflective on probably after the season, something that I'm grateful for. Um, obviously, my teammates play a huge role in that. Um, but then it just, to me, just speaks on or confirms the consistency that if you just keep doing um, things the right way and keep taking care of your body, keep taking care of your mind and, and um you know, try to execute and play the, play the game at a higher level, um, there's still room to get better. And, you know, I think the the biggest uh, person that I watch and see that that impacts me a lot is just LeBron. I watch him play every game, and um, it just seems like he's getting better and better. Like, he's not slowing down. He's not, um, you know, he's still the best, you know, in the league to a lot of people. And that's because of his preparation, um, because how he take care of his body, and uh, it's somebody that I look up to and I admire. And so uh, I try to do that, that same thing.
1: Wagner also talked about wrapping up his 10th season in the NFL. Uh,
3: I think this year would probably be the year that I would I reflect a little bit, um, only because when I first got into the league, I, I really wanted to, um, I was just trying to figure out what goals I could set for myself. And the first goal was, um, you know, when I got here, I, everybody was saying that that players only lasted three years. So I was trying to, Get to at least five and i say okay once i get to five i want to see if i can get to 10 and so this would be that year 10 so i'll probably think about you know just how uh, the 10 years have gone but um, as far as like me seeing myself stop playing or anything like that i don't see myself stop playing um, i feel like i got a lot of room um, to grow as a player uh, to grow as a leader um, i feel like there's a lot of new technology that's going to let me uh, play a little bit longer so i'm excited to dive into those stuff and. And, uh, you know, I think we'll see, uh, we'll see how it works out.
1: Lastly, here's what Bobby said when he was asked whether or not he sees himself as part of the Seahawks plans for next season. Although he has one year left on his contract, it is a $20 million cap hit next season. Could the Seahawks stick with that? Would they go with an extension? Would they try and get him to reduce his salary? That's going to be one of the many questions coming up this off season. Here's what Bobby had to say.
3: Uh, you think about it. You think about, um, you know, what the next next year looks like and just period, what the future holds because um, this was a season that I don't think we all uh, planned for. We didn't plan for the season to go this way. And so obviously there's going to be some changes and, you know, whether or not I'm part of those changes, I don't know, but uh, all I can control is these last two games and, you know, figure it out from there and whatever the team seems or thinks is the best thing to do moving forward, um, we'll see how that plays out.
1: Questions surrounding Bobby Wagner, questions surrounding Russell Wilson, questions surrounding a lot of the offseason roster and maybe even the coaching staff. So that is going to be something to watch up at FieldGoals.com this offseason. We are just a couple weeks away from shifting over to offseason mode, although yeah, maybe some of us as fans have already shifted to that place. And we do have content for you up there. Thanks to Wilson Khan for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore con, C-O-N-N. If you're looking for more on defensive lineman Rasheem Green, John Fraley has the article up, the unheralded player of the game going to the defensive lineman. Definitely check that out. Also, some good work by Frank T. Raines up as well. Look for that all up there at fieldgoals.com. I will be back with a three-in, three-out preview show with Clinton Bonner and Phil Lydic, so stick around for that. Until next time, go Hawks.